Praise God. Hallelujah. Y'all ready for the word this morning? Thank God for the word of God. You know, the word of God, uh, the proclaiming of the word of God, the teaching of the word of God, it, it, um, it builds something into our lives, right? It builds faith. It gives us strength. It uh, uh, brings things that we need. And uh, you know, so we thank God for his word and, and, and the privilege. I thank God for the privilege of being able to share the word of God with you this morning. And, uh, and my trust is that it will accomplish what it needs to in your life. In John chapter 3, John, Gospel of John chapter 3, I want us to see here something John the Baptist says about the one who is to come, the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 3, verse 31, John three thirty-one says, He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. Verse 32 says, And what he has seen and heard, that he testifies, or he says, he speaks, and no one receives his testimony. Uh, there's just some principles in here that, that we're going to jump off from this morning. Um, Jesus here, he's talking about Jesus. John the Baptist is referring to him. He says he's from this, he's from heaven. He's from above. And he, he sees some things. He, he hears things and he speaks from that place of being above. Then he, he makes a distinction between those who are earthly of the earth that they speak of things of the earth. Um, so we're talking about things that come from the heavenly realm. Things that come from the unseen realm, things that come from the spirit realm, uh, and we're talking about words here that can come from that realm, and then we're also talking about things that can come from the human realm, from the earthly realm. So there's a distinction being made right here in John chapter 3. Um, and the one that's from heaven, he speaks from heaven. He speaks from above. And so we can say it this way, what God says, and he's saying he said it through Jesus, God was speaking through Jesus. What God says is reality. What God says is true. And, I, and we need to make that, have that understanding today. If God says it is true, the Bible says in Romans 3 that let God be true and every man a liar. So what God says we need to establish in our life, if it comes from heaven, if it comes from above, if it comes from God, is truth. That's reality. That's the ultimate reality. Amen? In other words, if God says you've been delivered, if God says you're blessed, if God says you're free in Christ, if God says you're redeemed from the curse of the law, how many know God's word is truth? What God says is true, let every man be a liar. If heaven says it's true, let that which is of the earth be the lie. Amen. <laughs> and then when we say yes, Lord, to that, when we agree with that, then we're able then to see it implemented as reality in our lives, in our circumstance. And this is so much of what faith is all about, is being able to take what heaven says, heaven's language, what heaven is expressing, and make it reality in our lives by receiving it and then also 
declaring it out of our mouths. Amen. That's why we need to be, as, as our title this morning is, talk heaven's language. That's what we need to be doing in life. <laughs> so regardless of how we're feeling today, if God says something, we need to agree with it and we need to start saying it. Regardless of whether our, our, our senses tell us the opposite, whether our eyes tell us the opposite, uh, or if it may be contrary in our own thinking, but if God says it, we need to get ourselves aligned with it, get in agreement with it, and get our words speaking it. That's how it's going to be made our experience. That's how it's going to become our reality. Not just heaven's reality, but that's how it's going to become our reality. By talking it. By speaking it ourselves. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. He can't lie. So when you say it, you're not, you can't lie. God said it. He can't lie. Well, then that means I can say it. Even though I may not feel it at the time, it may not look like it's true at the time, but if I'm saying it is true, what I'm saying is true because God said it. And therefore, if I'm saying it by faith, it may not be true in the natural yet. From an earthly standpoint, but it, it will now become my reality if I'm doing what God tells me to do, believe it and say it. It becomes my reality. It becomes true for me in my experience. That's how the principles of God work in our lives. That's how what is true in the spirit realm, what's true in the heavenly realm becomes reality in our, in our realm, in our life. Uh, it becomes our earthly experience. It's how we live out. Uh, that's how we live out of things that are above. See, you're create. We are natural beings. Yes, we're human beings. We're we're earthy in that sense. Every one of us, and there's a natural side of life. You know, we don't need to be living by the spirit when we come up to a stop sign in our car. We need to live out of our what we see. There's a natural side of life. Every one of us needs to recognize. But then there are things in life that may come into our lives that are natural, but yet contrary to what God says is true. Amen. (laughs) And so those are the things that we need to draw from that heavenly realm and make them our reality here in spite of what we see and feel. In spite of what our senses tell us. That's called living by faith. That's called, really, is, you could also say that's seeking the things which are above. It's called seeking first the kingdom. You can call it different things. In fact, seeking first the kingdom, Jesus talked about that in Matthew 6, but he said something in connection with that. He said, take no thought saying things that are contrary to the kingdom. He said, don't be talking about how can I have enough, I don't have enough clothes to wear. I don't have food to eat. You realize that's natural, that's carnal, that's earthy, that's not of heaven. Because God says he supplies all my need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. (laughs) Yet what God says may be contradicting what I'm seeing and feeling and experiencing right now in my life. Well, how is that going to change? (laughs) 
How do we make it our experience? We've got to incorporate what God says. We've got to live. We've got to seek first the kingdom. We've got to get our words in line with God's word, believe and speak like Mark eleven twenty three tells us to do in order for what is true in the unseen to become true in the seen. Because there are things about your life, God has said things about your life that look impossible in the natural. But he said them anyway. And he can't lie. Amen. But those things, in order for them to become reality in our lives, our experience, we have a part to play in that. We have to tap into that realm. It's not automatic. It's not automatic. It's not, well, God's in control and whatever he wants to do, you know, he'll do and just everything happens for a reason and we know God's behind it all. No. (laughs) That's not Bible. If you've been around here long enough, you know that. (laughs) Amen. Man has a part to play in participating in his blessings that God has declared are true about you in Christ. We have a part to play for that to become our personal reality and experience. Amen. Glory to God. Did you know God said you're delivered from fear? Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. Did you know he said Jesus came, he defeated death. He destroyed him that has the power of death. Verse 14 of Hebrews 2. And then he says in verse 15, you can see Jesus defeated the devil and delivered and to deliver those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Many people live in the bondage of fear, but Jesus came to deliver you from that fear. So you are delivered in Christ from fear. But why are you walking around scared all the time then? (laughs) If that's you, nobody here does that, but maybe somebody catching us online at some point. Now, we all deal with things like fear, right? We all have to deal with these things, but we don't need to be bound by it because we've got a higher truth. We've got a reality from heaven, and we need to make that our reality. How? You've got to believe it, and you've got to talk it. You need to be talking how you're free from something, even though you're in the middle, you feel like you're bound in it. And maybe that has been your experience. You may have been bound with some kind of fear, some kind of spirit of fear. You may have been bound by some other kind of fleshly, you know, bondage and, and sin or, 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 or just unbelief in your life. That's why we need to believe and say. We need to talk heaven's language to enjoy heaven's benefits. And that's, a, that's just a key principle I want you to get today. You're going to have to talk heaven's language to enjoy heaven's benefits. Things that, you remember Jesus said, for we're, we're to pray, Lord, as it is, as your will is in heaven, that's how we want it on the earth. That's how we desire it on the earth. See, heaven has a will. Heaven has a plan. Heaven has blessings. Heaven has resources. There are things in the unseen realm and that are true about you and me because God says so. He gave us a book to reveal it to us so that we can go through the book, especially the new covenant where we live, who we are. And we can, we can go through that new covenant and we can see the promises, the realities. When he says, you're righteous. And you're sitting there thinking, boy, I'm anything but righteous. 
You haven't seen how I've been acting lately, or you haven't, you know, he doesn't, does God not know that? But yet in Christ, yet you're a believer, you're in Christ, and he's made you righteous. Well, yeah, if you miss it, you need to ask forgiveness, you need to repent, you need to, you get your fellowship back restored with God. But the reason you can do that is because he's made you right with him anyway. He gave you a standing, he gave you a position in Christ. But you need to believe that we need to, you know, we need to, Make it our reality. One way you make something more real to you is you talk it. You talk it. (laughs) Something doesn't seem real to you that you've run across in the word of God, a promise, a blessing, a benefit, part of your inheritance. That's something you need to start talking. If it doesn't seem real to you, talk it. Confess it. Fess up to it. You know, that word confess has fess in it. Fess up. Well, you're confessing up. How do you go up? You fess up. You confess up. You talk up. You speak up. You say it till it, till you rise up. And it becomes a greater reality on the inside of you. That's how faith works. You, you can, that's part of meditating the word. You speak it. You speak it. You talk it. It's what Joshua told us. God told Joshua, I mean, in Joshua. <laughs> Joshua's letter, book, told us. We need to meditate the word. That means mutter. You talk it. You speak it. Till it becomes revelation on the inside of you. Till the light comes on, in, on the inside of you. See, we need, we're, we're to be actually speaking out of the realm that we're now born of. Did you know you're not just a mere man or woman? Earthy, earthly, earthbound, earth, earth, earth ruled, earth dominated. God did something in Christ to elevate you. Amen. You know, Philippians chapter three, verse 20. And the new, the new King James says, our citizenship is in heaven. That's actually what that Greek word means. Citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship, our homeland, is in heaven. <laughs> now, the King James says our conversation is in heaven. I think that's interesting because you put, those, you put that together with other translations like this one. It, it helps you. I think it gives us even a greater understanding that because of where we're, our citizenship is, we ought to be talking from that place. Our conversation ought to be out of where, we, where our homeland is. Or you can say who we are in Christ, what family we're of, what land we're to be walking in. Glory to God. So you're born of the Spirit. Did you know you're of God? That's, that's New Testament. First John chapter 4 says, you children, you're, you're of God. First John 4, 4, you're of God, little children. I'm of him. I'm, that means I'm his family. That means that's now where my, my spirit has been birthed out of heaven. So that means we've been put in a different place to operate from. In fact, there's actually, it was a restoration of where Adam walked in in the beginning and how Jesus walked when he walked. Where, where, Jesus, what did he do? What did John the Baptist say? He spoke. He testified of things he saw from heaven. 
Well, see, we're to be tapping into this realm of God, the heavenly realm, the spirit realm, to where, to such a degree in our lives, yes, we're still natural beings. Yes, we still do natural things. But when it comes to dealing with circumstances and problems and things that challenge the the word of God, we can tap into a different realm. And we can begin to believe and talk heaven's language and see circumstances turn around. Because we can live out of a different realm now. The earthly man can't do it. You know, the Bible talks about natural men. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul talked about the natural man can't receive from the things of God. Then he said in, 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 chapter, in chapter 3, verse, uh, beginning in verse 1, uh, he, said, he said, Now I couldn't speak unto you, church at Corinth, as spiritual, but I had to speak unto you as carnal. So we got three men, natural man, then we've got spiritual and carnal men. Now, the natural man is the one that's not born again. But the, the spiritual man and the carnal man are both born again. But the carnal man is flesh ruled. He's earth ruled. That means he's earth bound. <laughs> he, he, and he speaks and operates out of, out of the natural side of life. He may be born of the spirit, but he hadn't tapped into that reality of who he is yet. And he's not walking according to the new man, the new creation man on the inside. But then the Bible talks about spiritual men. Spiritual people are those that can see a circumstance that's contrary to the word, but they've learned how to tap into that unseen realm. And they can operate out of that realm from heaven of what they've been born of. Born of the spirit. Born from above. New creation in Christ. Something that's not of this earth. That's how we're to be living anywhere in our life. We're to be living out of our spirit. And we're to be operating in a faith that's of the spirit. Because faith is of the heart, it's of the spirit, it's not of the head, it's not of the body, it's not a natural thing. It's of your spirit. And faith rises because you built the word into your heart. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you've, and you've, and you've taken on the word of God to such a degree. You've heard it. You've heard it. You've, you've, you've talked it to yourself. You even schooled yourself into faith at times. We've all, that's part of how you get into faith is you talk the word. You can talk the word till you build faith into your heart. And that taps you in, that hooks you up with a different realm where you can operate now and begin to speak the word of God out of your mouth in power. And when words come out of your mouth, circumstances change. Things turn around. Mountains get out of the way. Giants get their heads taken off. You know, that man, David, he spoke out of a different realm. He was just a young guy. He's a teenager, but he comes up to giant, this giant. Everybody else is scared because they're earthy. They see something. They're scared by it. That's the way it has to be. End of, end of sentence. End of story. We're dead. That's how the rest of them saw it. Saul and the rest of the army. But David, he'd been, he had, he had already had some heaven working on the inside of him. He already saw things differently because of he'd been meditating in the word of God. You know, David was a man of meditation. Many of his psalms that he wrote revealed that he spent his time, you know, singing and meditating. He would, he would think on God. 
He, he thought on old covenant realities. And that's why the first thing that came out of his mouth when he heard Goliath, he said, who's that uncircumcised Philistine? See, it was covenant language. Covenant language came out of his mouth. Why? Because that's what had been strong in his heart. That's what he'd been putting in his heart. That's why you have to keep the word in our heart on a regular basis, right? Keep meditating the word, hearing the word. What you hear makes a difference in what you, you know, believe and, and then say. But then he started get, letting those words come out of his mouth. He was talking a different language than these guys had ever heard. In fact, they said, oh, this guy's talking funny. Let him go talk to Saul about this. And they told Saul, let's go talk to Saul about this. And so Saul had him come up. Saul tried to put all this armor on him because he's thinking earthy. David's thinking different. He's thinking from a different realm. Even, even under the old covenant, he was thinking from a different realm. But we're, we're even born of the Spirit in, this, in the new covenant. We, have a, we operate on an even different level than David. Hallelujah. At least spiritually in our life. You know, there are things we can overcome that uh, really they, under the old covenant, they couldn't really overcome the things we can you maybe have things bound in your flesh, things that have just caused you to be, you know, you just can't seem to overcome or whip certain things of your flesh. But because you've been empowered by, the, by this new realm that you can live in to walk in the spirit, to be a spiritual person, you don't have to be bound by things like, you know, like fear, things like anger, the things that, that would dominate your flesh and cause you to be, and, and strive, and things that would make you mean. And, and, and you know, that's why you know, the apostle Paul said, you put off all those. He talked about it in several of his, of his letters, put off those things of the old nature because that's not the real you. He's telling us what to live out of the spirit. He's saying, walk in the spirit, live in the spirit. Why? Because we've been recreated in Christ to live a different way than the world can live. So David had a different mindset. He had a different way of thinking. <laughs> and, uh, and Saul's trying to get him earthy. And David says, no, I'm, I've got the weapons I need. He said, I, uh, you know, I, I, I'll go into the fight. All I need is just a few Few, few stones, you know, because he, he didn't just have Goliath in mind. He had his four brothers too. That's why he needed five stones. The Bible tells us Goliath had four brothers. He wanted to get rid of all those ugly giants, those Philistine giants. So he was ready for all of them. But, he, but at that time, all he needed, though, was to whip Goliath, which he did. But, but the Bible says he ran toward him. And how did he run toward Goliath? With his mouth wide open. Talking, talking faith. He said, your head's coming off your, your carcass today. You ugly, uncircumcised thing. Your head is coming. You're going to be in my trophy case today. That's what he was saying. He declared the victory ahead of time because he was talking heaven's language. Because God already told Israel, no enemy can stand before you if you trust me. And obey me. See, he knew that. So he was living out of a different reality. Well, that's how we, that's how the believer needs to be living. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying they're not going to be tests. I'm not saying, yeah, there are things you're going to come up against. And we've all, and and some, many of us have all, all fallen short at times in different areas. But the good news is you can get right back up and you can begin to live. If you've been living carnal, you can change that. You just been living by, you, you just been living earthy. 
Good news is you can start living out of heaven's realities and begin talking heaven's language and begin to see things operate in a different way in your life. Did you know the Bible says you've been seated with Jesus in heavenly places? What does that mean? That means we need to be living above, above things. Amen. Hallelujah. See, why? Because that's New Testament reality. That's how heaven sees you. So we need to be talking that way. I'm raised up and I'm seated with Jesus. Hallelujah. We need to build that reality into our heart and begin acting like the word of God is true and living out of our spirit. Living out of the realities of heaven. Praise God. And, and, and that, that way, again, faith, it speaks of things that are not true in the natural yet, but because you begin to hook in with God's program and pattern of, uh, of how faith operates, what's true in the unseen can become true in the seen and change what is seen. That's what, you know, you know that's what Abraham did, don't you? Look, put up uh, Romans 4, verse 17. This is why I said you need to talk heaven's language. We've got to start talking heaven's language. And I don't care if you feel like your faith is weak right now. Start talking heaven's language. Start saying who God says you are. We all are weak in certain areas at at times in our life, so that's when we need to talk what the Word says about that, especially if we're facing something that, that we're dealing with and we need victory in a certain area. Start saying and talking what heaven says is true for you and about you. Just start talking it today. God said, as it is written, I've made you. He's talking about Abraham. I made you a father of many nations. I made you a father of many nations. That's heaven's reality. You know, when you go around talking, well, you know, I just like to say it as it talking the way it is. I'm just real, man. I just, yeah, you're real carnal. You're real earthy. I just, I, if, I, if I'm sick, I'm going to say I'm sick. Oh, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. Now listen, you, I'm not talking about denying reality. If you're sick, you're sick. But Hamir, that's not where you're going to, if you keep saying that all the time, Hamir, you're not going to change things. And I know some people don't like this. They don't like people teaching on the power of your words. But tough, this is Bible. Get over it. Get in, get out, or just get run over, Whatever. At this point, I'm just going to preach the word and let the chips fall. I don't care. People can get mad or they can get sad or they can get glad, one or the other. And most of them do, one or the other. God said, I've made you. I've made you. This is out of heaven. This is heaven's reality. You know, heaven has some truths, uh, you know, that uh, you may think I have an earthly truth to tell, but it may be a heavenly lie. I'm poor. I never have enough. I just tell it like it is. That's a heavenly lie. It may be an earthly truth, but it's a heavenly lie. Because God says, all your needs are supplied. And he did it in Christ. So it's set to your credit. It's part of your inheritance. It's part of the reality of who you are in Christ is you have an abundant supply available to you to meet every need you're going to run into in life. Now, you have to tap into it. We have our part to play. Go back to that verse again. Praise the Lord. God said, I've made you a father of many nations. This is what heaven, God can't lie. Let God be true and every man a liar. 
Even God who quickens the dead. And no, but notice what God does. Notice how God acts and how Abraham now was supposed to be an imitator of God. And, how, and what he had to do to get the reality true in his life. Because God said this when Abraham and Sarah did not have any children and did not have in the natural any potential to have children. Sarah was past age. It was done. It was over. That's why she laughed first time God said it. That you're the, you know, you're going to be the mother of a multitude. But God calls those things. Listen to me. He, he calls those things. So you got to talk heaven's language. He calls those things, which be not. In other words, they're not true in the natural. But this is how God operates as though they were. He calls things into existence even though they don't exist right now. But he calls them into existence. And that's what we're to be doing of, of realities that are already true for us in Christ. But we have to call them in before they manifest as your reality. That's what faith does. This is, a, this is faith right here. God's a faith God. Abraham is called the father of our faith. Not the father of our unbelief. He's the father of our faith because he operated in faith. That's how he fulfilled what God had ordained for his life. He called those things. See, so, so from that point, God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. And, he, and so that Abraham went around and every time he said, I'm Abraham, he's saying, I'm the father of a multitude. I'm the father of many nations. He got Abraham speaking heaven's language. The word that came out of heaven. God got Abraham saying it and saying it and saying it. Amen. Calling those things which be not as though they were. Praise God. Calling those things which be not as though they were. That's called talking heaven's language so that heaven's benefits can become your and my reality. What's true in heaven shows up in my life when I call it like heaven has declared it and made it to be. When I stop talking of the earth and start talking out of who I am in Christ. Talking out of heaven's realities, which I have a right to do because I'm a child of God. I'm born of heaven, born of the spirit, born of God. So I have a right to tap into that realm because I have an inheritance and I have, I have a book that tells me all that is true about me in heaven. And what's been made available to me as part of my inheritance by the blood of Jesus. So I have a right to open this book and read things that are going to let me know this is true about you in heaven. Now, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to keep calling yourself cursed and never having enough and not and weak and, and defeated? Are you going to start t- saying what God says about you and talk heaven's language? God has said things about you and you need, you and I need to ad- adopt that, receive that and talk that to make it our reality. It's just that simple. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. We got, we got, again, we got to start talking heaven's language. 
in our lives. I realize there are times you just have to talk natural things. We do. We all talk natural things during the day. But then there are times when you have something that's contrary to what God's promise says about you because you've looked in the word and you found out God has said some wonderful things out of heaven about you that are true because he can't lie. And if, it's con- if it contradicts what you see in this life, a believer, a spiritual person goes with what God says and starts saying what God says in spite of how he feels, in spite of what it looks like. The carnal person just jumps right in with the rest of the world. That's how it is, man. I'm whipped. I'm defeated. I can't overcome this. This, this has got me bound. This is, I'm, I'm, I never have enough. This, yeah, 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 yeah. Just talking earthy. You can do that and be a carnal Christian. Or we can be more spiritual. <laughs> Amen. And, and we need to be growing toward this. How do you grow toward it, Pastor? Just talk heaven's language every day. When you don't feel like it, when it doesn't look like it, talk heaven's language every day. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. You know, uh, if you go to a foreign country, then they don't speak much English. Um, you're not going to get, you're not going to get very far in that country. I found that out a few times if I, you know, uh, in, in certain countries I've been to that, 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 that English, some, some, a few people knew a little bit of English, but there's some, some, in some countries they know more, but, but the couple I've been in before they, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to be very successful doing much of anything till you can know some words to say to, to get you to get things moving for your life in that in that in that country. You gotta know the language. Amen. Well see we've got to talk heaven's language if we're gonna enjoy heaven's benefits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember being in one we were in, in France and just if we didn't have somebody with us it could tell us things that were going on. We had a guy that knew that could speak English and French. I mean, I would have been, I wouldn't know what, I mean, I, I just had to point if they had a picture by what I wanted. Cause I mean, I'm you know, I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't, uh, except for the picture, you know, I, you know, you, you, you're limited in your communication. You're limited in things you can do. Uh, you're limited if you don't know the language, but thank God. Thank God in heaven. How do we do it? We had, for things that are from heaven, we, had, we can begin to talk the word of God in our lives. Talk the word of God. I'm keeping it. I'm trying to keep. I, I, sometimes I like to say you know, certain principles I want to talk about. And sometimes it just comes to me uh, maybe a different way to describe it, to teach it to you in order for you to grab it. Or, you know, just grab it. And, and this, this is what came up in me. This week. Talk heaven's language. Just start talking heaven's language. Whether you feel like it or not, whether it looks like it's going to change or not, you start talking the language, what are you doing? You're building that reality from heaven into your heart. In fact, there's a scripture, Job, we, we use it for a certain, from a certain standpoint, but let's look at it. Job twenty two twenty eight here real quick. Thou shalt also decree a thing. That means you're speaking it, right? You're declaring it. One translation says declare it. And it shall be established unto you. We, we understand that principle. You speak the word of God. This is faith in action. You, you believe it in your heart, Mark eleven twenty three, and you and you speak it. You say it. No doubt in your heart, and it'll be established unto you. But notice, there's also another principle in here. Light will shine on your way. 
So that's why I said you can speak the word, talk heaven's language to the point you'll start seeing it. Light will will come. Speak the word till you see it in your heart. Talk heaven's language till you get, till it dawns on your spirit what is true about you. You know, you can say the word enough to where you start seeing it. You can see it on the inside. You can see it as a reality. Then when you start saying it from that standpoint, it becomes a reality. So there's sometimes you, you enter into a situation where you just have to start meditating the word, speaking the word, hearing the word, hearing, see, hearing it, and then saying it again builds the word into your heart. This is a principle I can't, I can't really teach it enough. So some people, they wonder, why am I not in faith? Why is this not working? Well, you've got to build the word into your heart. And then as it comes out of your mouth, it'll come out and it'll move the mountain. It'll cause the giant to, to fall. But you've got to build that word in you. It's got to become light. And sometimes that means hearing it. It means saying it because you're hearing it when you say it. You're talking heaven's language and the light will shine. It becomes, wow, I see it. Because I've been saying it. So say it till you see it. Then when you see it, you'll say it and the mountain will move. You might catch that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In other words, don't quit saying the word. Don't, never stop talking heaven's language no matter what. What, the, what somebody tells you the outcome has to be or what it looks like it has to be, what it seems like it's going to be. No, God's word is the reality. His word is truth. You, you talk that word enough, it'll shine on the inside of you and, and things will turn around your life. You can move that mountain. God's power will come into play when you start speaking the word because you believe it in your heart. Hallelujah. You know, Hebrews 11.1 1 in the Amplified. Hebrews 11, 1, put that up in the Amplified. It says, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see. See, it's proof. We, we've got the evidence or the conviction of, notice the conviction of their reality. God's word is reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what's not revealed to the sense. In other words, we, we, faith you know, in the word of God, true faith says God's word is the reality. Heaven, what heaven has brought to my life, what heaven has declared is true about me is the reality, not what I'm going through in the natural. That's not the ultimate reality. In fact, everything you see in the natural was spawned by what is in the heavenly realm. So how is something going to be changed in the natural? Something from the heavenly realm. Faith. Faith is locked into the word of God, which is heaven's reality for you. So you make it your reality by speaking it, meditating on it, hearing it, hearing it. In fact, it's not just letting it pass through this ear, make a quick entrance into your brain and go out the other ear. You know, Jesus says some things. He said, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. You know, you can hear things in different ways. He also said, let these sayings sink down into your ears. Let them sink down. That means 
It's not enough just for it to pass through your head. I mean, you need to stay with the word. And one, that's one reason why you talk the word of God is you let it, it gets it down. So hearing, if you hear something the right way, it makes the difference then in what you can begin to, what, how, because you're saying then will have power. You know, I, I remember a story, a uh, true story from uh, the depression era of, of the last century. Uh, back in the in 1920s, and there was a man that he, you know, jobs were scarce. And, and so this guy put out a, an ad for, uh, for a job uh, in his company and or, organization. And, and so he, look, he, he, he looked out into the room, the man, the, the boss, you know, the head man, looked out into a room one day when saw just a room full of men wanting that job, coming for one job. But he needed a man because of the type of business he was connected to, uh, it was it actually connected to military, uh, the the U.S. military. It was a connection, you know. Uh, you know, it was a wasn't a government position, but it was a it was a company that was doing a lot of work for military. And the man he wanted to hire needed to know Morse code. He did. He didn't have the time to. to he didn't want to take the time to have to try to teach him. You know, he wanted somebody that already knew it so he could go, kind of go from there. So he had a man, he, he needed somebody that would know Morse code, Morse code. So when he saw all these guys out there, he said, I need to trim this down. So he had a, a means whereby he could, over a, over a speaker, he could, he started tapping out, in Morse code, he was tapping out, if you know what I'm saying, come back into all, to my office right now. One man got up. Just walked into, walked through the back door, walked through the office door. Everybody's looking at him like, what are you doing? He goes and walks back there. And then the boss, he interviewed him for a quick, just real quick, for, make sure of a couple of other things that, were, that the guy you know, would be the, the right guy. And he walks out and says, gentlemen, thank you for coming. We've already got the job filled, you know. <laughs> and the rest of those guys were like, wait a minute. Wait, this isn't right. This isn't fair. No, it was right. Because he, he got, well, wow, that man heard something that nobody else heard. You know, you can be sitting in a service and you can start hearing, you can hear things. Or you can be going through your day and, and you hear something that nobody else around you is hearing. Because you've been meditating the word of God. You've been speaking the word of God. You've been listening to your pastor on, online. Praise the Lord. Or somebody that's teaching the word. <laughs> and all of a sudden it clicks, Boom. It gets down on the inside of you. You've heard it before, but you, you keep hearing it. That's why it's good to hear things, sometimes things over and over. Oh, man. I, there's, you know, there's some of Brother Hagin's old cassette tapes. Kenneth E. Hagin cassette tapes from, I got from 1980. Uh, you know, and they were cassettes from years before. But because there's certain things in it that he says things that have hurt, helped my life, blessed my life, built my faith, I still could pull out those cassettes today. And I still occasionally do. I've had to change. They've outlasted several tape player, cassette players. And those things are rare to get nowadays. You know, even a cassette player, you've got to go pretty much have to go online to find an old cassette player anymore. I need to get that one transferred. I need to get a couple of those transferred. The ones I, old ones just transferred over, but I haven't done it yet, whatever. But I like to go back and listen to those over and over. I listen to certain things over and over. Praise God. Because they build my faith, and, and, and I, it's a, it, it allows me to hear things I need to hear so that I can enjoy, I'm, I, so that I can talk those things and, and meditate on those things so that I can enjoy heaven's benefits. There's a direct correlation 
to hearing from heaven, talking heaven, talking heaven's language, and then enjoying heaven's benefits. Direct correlation in the word of God and for your life. And that's being a spiritual man. I said, that's being a spiritual man. Hallelujah. Calling those things which be not as though they were. When you don't feel it, when you don't see it, it doesn't look like there's going to be any outward evidence for change. Abraham, he kept saying, I'm Abraham. I'm the father of a multitude. And then he's now in the faith hall of fame, you know, in Hebrews 11. Why? Because he, he really talked himself into faith. He heard what God said, but God gave him, him something to say. He talked heaven's language. So this is an important key. I just want you to this, just talk heaven's language in order to enjoy heaven's benefits. So you start where you are. Don't get too complicated with this. Just start talking the word. Find something, maybe it's an area where you need and you see contradictory evidence in the natural to what God says is true about you. But you hook your words, your thoughts up to what heaven has declared is true about you in in God's word. Especially in the New Testament, which reveals who we are in Christ, what's available to us in Christ, what we have and what we can do in Christ, so that you're not walking around talking about what you can't do all the time, what you don't have all the time. Amen. And listen, we've all been guilty of saying what is not true from heaven's standpoint. Well, then we need to just repent and start saying, well, Father, I'm, I'm, I don't care how, how it feels. I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to start speaking your word. I'm going to start talking heaven's language. I'm going to stop being earthy. I'm going to start being heavenly. I'm going to start speaking out of the realm I'm from. Because you know it's a foreign language to God for you to just talk how you feel all the time. That's foreign language to him. He wants you talking his language. In fact, the angels of God, you know, the Bible even tells us the angels of God. And, and uh, I think that I give that scripture to you, Psalm 107, Psalm 103, 20. Bless the Lord, you as angels that excel in strength. Notice what the angels, they, they, they do his commands hearkening to what? The voice of his word. They only respond to heaven's language. When you sit around and say, well, I never have enough money to, to even get to the end of the month. The angels will just have to fold their wings and they're saying, that's a foreign language. We don't know that language and we can't help you with that kind of language. It's kind of like being over in, you know, another country and trying to talk to us. And they say, I can't help you. I can't give you any directions because I don't understand what you're saying. Well, angels have to fold their wings, but what do they respond to? Heaven's language, heaven's language. You stand up and declare my God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory, even though the banker says the opposite or the economy, the circumstance says the Now, you declare God's word, the angels of God, they go to work for you. See, some people think this is a joke. And they laugh at even this. I, use, I, I, I employ angels all the time. I keep angels surrounded around my grandkids, especially at my house, when they all come over, you know. We got stairs. We got different things that they can get. I'm like, angels, you're on duty today. 
And I start speaking the word over these kids. I do it. I mean, I, I do it over our church. I do it over uh, any trip. Somebody take, you know, our kid, our youth may take us. I, I start speaking the word. I get the angels. I get angels working for me all the time. I get them working for our finances. I get them working in, in different areas of our life. Whenever we get in the car, get on a plane, angels, get in your positions. I put them to work. Bible says in Hebrews 1, they are ministering spirits, spirits sent far. To minister far, to serve far, those who are the heirs of salvation. Well, that's me. That's you. Now, if you want to just keep your angels inactive, I'll take them. I'll use them. I'll give them something to do. Hallelujah. No, take advantage of the word. Talk heaven's language. Angels respond to it. It's not foreign to them. They know that language. They know the word. So you speak the word. Hallelujah. In spite of what you see, in spite of what you feel, Abraham had to keep saying, I'm Abraham. I'm the father of a multitude, and everybody's laughing at him. Yeah, you're, yeah, you don't even have a child, and there's no child on the horizon, Abraham, but you're sitting there talking about how you're, you're a father of a multitude. Yeah, right. Sure, Abraham. Hallelujah. So hear from God. Keep saying the word till, you, till the light shines. Keep talking heaven's language and then start speaking that word out in faith. Sometimes it's schooling yourself into faith, but then there's also speaking the word of faith and the command of faith because you believe it in your heart. So if you're discouraged about your faith, start talking heaven's language. I don't care where you are on the spectrum. If you're going to enjoy the reality of heaven's benefits, Start talking heaven's language. Anybody got that point today? Have I said it 89 or 90 times enough today? When you leave this place, don't wait till you get in church again. Do it tomorrow. Do it Tuesday. Every day. You want to see some things change from heaven's perspective in your life? Start talking heaven's language. You start decreeing it, the Bible says it'll be established. Jesus said, whosoever shall say to this mountain and not doubt in his heart. That's why you got to keep building it in your heart. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, get out of the way, be removed. He said those things that he says. Notice he only mentioned believing once. He mentioned saying three times. He'll have whatsoever he says. Not just what God says. Oh, but I want what God says to be true in my life. Well, what are you saying, though? Because you're not going to get just what God says. You get what you say in line with what God says. You don't get what they say. You don't get what the world says. You don't get what the devil says. You get what you say. That ought to be good news to everybody. Because you can do something about what you say. You've been given the authority of, of, of spe- you've been given speaking authority in this life as a human being on this earth, and you can begin to change your destiny, circumstances, just by the power that's in your mouth. Yeah, your heart's got to be connected, but it's also the power of your mouth. It's not enough for it just to be in your heart. It's got to be coming out of your mouth. Talk heaven's language. Get heaven's benefits. Praise God. Father, we praise you this morning. We thank you for your word. 
Thank you, Father, for quickening our hearts today concerning the importance of the words of our mouth and and putting your word, heaven's realities, into our hearts, into our lives. Because, Father, we know that you've given us authority. You've given us authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and walk over all the power of the enemy and to see mountains moved and giants removed from our lives, Father, by the power of your word in our mouth. So, Father, we thank you that every individual at the sound of my voice, whether here or online, Father, I thank you that today is a day where they're not going to draw back. They're pressing in and pressing through, and, and it doesn't matter what's happened before. It doesn't matter whether there's been failure, whether there's been we've come up short at times in our life. We know what you say is true, and let your words be true, and every man's a liar. And so, Father, we stand on your word today, and we purpose to talk your word beginning today to start a new, uh, a, a new destiny, a new uh, horizon here, a new uh, in, in game, Father, because of what your word says is true about us. We'll, we'll speak your word alone. Put your words in our mouth. We thank you for giving us victory in Christ. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you're online with us and you need anybody to talk to about a spiritual need in your life, we're, we're here. We're, you can call the church. We've got some outstanding young, young ministers. And, and if you, whoever you need, we'll, we're, we're here to talk with you uh, and, and anybody. We want to we wanna help you receive Jesus, receive a need met. We'll agree with you in prayer. But uh, aren't you glad that you can take the word of God for yourself and begin to change your tomorrows. Oh my, 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 my. It's just such a, such a marvelous message to understand that God's given us the authority (laughs) through the words of our mouth, what we believe in our heart. In fact, you need to learn to get things like that and not just rely on other people. Now, thank God, God gives us other people to help us along the way, right? We do, we need each other. We need the body of Christ and we need to be willing to help others and not condemn anybody because how many of we all have needed help? So we don't criticize anybody for needing some help. Get it if you need it and get somebody else's faith involved with you. God's provided for that. But learn and learn to at least start winning in, even if it's just small things, take steps by talking the word of God in your life and start defeating the enemy in, in different circumstances of your life with your own faith. God's given you a measure of the faith that'll defeat anything the enemy can throw in your life. He hadn't left you alone and helpless. He's, if, as long as you got a mouth, you can win. Because you can start talking heaven's language. You can, the light can shine, begin to shine in your heart and mountains will have to start getting out of the way. Amen. So, have confidence in the word of God for yourself. But if you need anybody, God bless you. We're here. Praise God. We want to help you. And uh, amen. Have a great, wonderful week. We love you. And uh, so God bless you.